We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 61. It's the April Showers Edition. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And man, I can't believe we're at over 60 episodes so far. This is cool. Yeah, 60? 61. 61. This is number wow. 61. We're going to have to do something really, really, really special for episode 100. Like invite a whole bunch of people over. Oh, yeah, we can party. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, that may be around Christmas time, so I don't think we'll have a Christmas party celebration. Hey, we know. could sing carols, go around the neighborhood. Oh, you know, I am remote. I mean, I'll, okay, ca- cool. I'll, I'll carry my, my computer around. We'll walk around the neighborhood, and you lead them in carols. And Why not? Well, uh, there probably won't be any snow the way our last few years are going. I don't think it's going to be snowy. Yeah, we are due. Yeah. One of these days, it will snow. <laughs> it, Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, more than a half inch like we, we've had it before. Well, it is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day to you. Happy April Fool's Day to you. Uh, I, know. I don't know if that's a, a thing or not, <laughs> you know. But uh, we are definitely seeing severe weather season starting to get underway. The Storm Prediction Center is starting to get active we're starting to see like uh, 15 percentiles on three and four days out and slight risks here and there i'm kind of getting getting excited about it i see we're in a marginal risk this week barely just yeah on the tip of it i think the main part is going to go south of us i mean it looks we, that way i'm looking at the arclatex region mm-hmm. uh they're saying possibly all severe weather modes are possible mm-hmm. so yeah. we'll see well, I think they popped a, what is it, the slight risk on western Oklahoma for day three, which is mm-hmm. Wednesday. And then um, the day four outlook was just a an observational thing. They're focusing down, like you said, right in that Arklatex area. And I've been checking models. I mean, they're not looking real impressive to me. I mean, they are bringing some stuff over, but I'm not seeing like a huge amount of cape. I'm not seeing, I mean, shear is, is out there, but... You know, you got to have all three of those ingredients together. So I don't know. We're just going to kind of watch it. And then uh, on the future models, and again, you know, it's down the line. Uh, the GFS wants to bring another system through on the 15th, which doesn't look impressive, but that's two weeks out. So I'm not going to pay much attention to that. Maybe severe weather season will be late this year for us. I don't know. Yeah. We've already had, you know, something go through, we, but it's yeah, not major. That wasn't but. a biggie. Yeah, and we usually don't get biggies early on, so it's normal. Yeah, I, yeah but it's it's April. I'm I'm getting tingly though. But you know, since it's not quite, we're not quite in spring. We had those uh, freeze warnings pop, you know, for northern Arkansas and and northern Oklahoma, and just yeah. for sub freezing temperatures, and everybody was freaking out and asking if they need to take their plants in. Well, they did. They absolutely needed to. I mean. <laughs> 
evidently the National Weather Service doesn't believe that we have plants outside just quite yet because yeah. they didn't pop a freeze warning for us. Yeah, I think it's criteria based, seriously, because that's more kind of in the southern region and we're kind of in the central region, I think. Even though they're 20 miles away. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the criteria is like, yeah, maybe we just don't need to do that for southwest Missouri or southeast Kansas, even though we I was expecting cold. them to. I was waiting. And honestly, we did not go below freezing that first night uh two nights ago last night we did last night got cooler than the night before oh we did yes oh that must be the high pressure moving we were in the 20s when i took kids to school this morning the morning like 29 i mean 28 oh okay the morning before we were still at 31 oh really really oh well that wouldn't warrant a a no freeze warning at all but that but they thought maybe that first night was was forecasted to be 29 as well. I mean, uh-huh. that's just two degrees different, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we didn't really get that cold, and it didn't stay that cold that long anyway. To do no. a lot of damage. Yeah, I think well, after 4 a.m. or something, just right below there. But, you know, it only takes about three hours of that really, you know, cold temperatures. And the hardy plants, that's not going to affect them. It's, it's, the, it's the real sensitive ginger plants that – you know, are struggling to get out there. I don't even think 29 degrees would hurt the trees. I, I mean, stand to be corrected on that. Well, my trees are still doing great. They're budding and they're Oh, they're yeah. Beautiful. It's all over the, yeah, all over the neighborhood, the white. and it was, So we'll be getting that pollen from the trees soon. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, I did not take a Claritin today. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how my voice. The Stormdrive podcast is not brought to you by Claritin. That's true. You know, if Zyrtec works for you or anything else, that's great. It's just what's wor- what works for me. So, uh, yeah, but the good thing is there's moderating temperatures. Uh, toward, I mean, this is we're, get, we're in the time of year now when, when we get these little cold snaps and just the, you know, the, the nature saying, here you go with some Arnie Gary. It's only going to last a day or two. And then, bam, we're right back up around 70. Well, this week looks great temperature-wise. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and that little system coming through that's, you know, sparking that severe weather down to our south. And, and like you said, we're, we're at a marginal but we're right on that edge of that marginal, so mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, if I were to forecast, I would say, you know, some some thunder here and there. I'm, you know, I'm not looking at. I will say yet. that even they weren't though they weren't severe on Saturday. The storms or Friday and Saturday, I think the storms that did come through, the lightning was phenomenal. Did you see some of those pictures coming in from oh, Springfield? I know, and lots of cloud to ground because. Oh um, yeah. I, I was coming home. I had a night show that night and coming home, and the entire northern sky was just putting on a yeah, show, man. Yeah, it was pretty. We just missed out on that. I could see it from here pretty well, but I wanted I wanted to see some of the bolts. I mean, I, uh, there were some great pictures coming out of there that people had taken and put on Facebook. So I just wish we could have seen them live and in person. You know, I, I did, actually, when I was coming home pulled into my subdivision and my subdivision it goes downhill so i have this great view of the north and as soon as i pulled in the subdivision a flash and a cg bolt just there you go bam, and i was like cool <laughs> and looked at radar and of course everything was north of us anyway, oh yeah we didn't get anything that night dude no I mean, we got some rain maybe, maybe a little bit but not much yeah i i mean and it, it's one of those things i'm keep watching it it's like all right along the plateau that's kind of where it's going and then hardly anything for us and that- i went to uh, miami on was it saturday and mm-hmm. it rained from here to you know mount vernon it, it rained and thundered and everything oh, yeah. it was pretty heavy too 
So we picked up an inch in in Branton, a little over an mm-hmm. inch in in my rain gauge. So that wasn't wasn't too bad. You know what Miami tends to get? You know, I see them coming in Oklahoma and stuff. Miami is getting a lot of lightning. Uh, you know, with these rounds coming in. I mean, I'm watching over there, and there's usually lightning strikes around. Uh, what's the county? Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa County. You know, I almost said that. I almost said that. I don't know Oklahoma. But see, that's why I have you on the podcast, because you know Oklahoma. I do. And you know how to pronounce all those cities that I have no idea. Well, most of them. Yeah. What is it? You, you Tulsa. See, I can well, no, it. I can say Tulsa. Broken Arrow. <laughs> Oak Mulgee. Yeah, that's an easy one, though. Yeah, I know. Pushmataha. What? Yeah. Pushmataha. That's an Pushmataha. It's a, it's a county. That's a county in Oklahoma. Where? I mean, northeast? Southeast. Holy cow. There's a lot of them like that. Now, is that, is that a... Okima uh, is what? It's an Indian name. Yeah, they're yeah. All, I'll, they're I'll, all Indian names. Yeah. Well... If I ever do this episode by myself, I'm not going to talk about Oklahoma because I mm. will I will butcher it. Yeah, it, you you trained me. It took me like two weeks for me to say Miami instead of Miami. Wow. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm voice texting, you see so it many in, casino commercials now these that Miami is just part of the you know you hear that on TV and on the radio all the time because there's so many casino Indian casinos in Miami and they're all over the radio and TV. So I'm just used to hearing Miami Miami now. Even though that's what I call it anyway, because ah, that's where I was born and raised. So, but Siri doesn't understand that. I've tried. But, well, if Siri, I'm texting it, voice texting into Siri, I have to say Miami. You have to put it in the Cherokee Indian language mode. I barely have. You know, I tried the English mode because I thought that would be kind of cool, and I said, "Call mom," and it says, "I do not understand." <laughs> like, oh, then I had to realize, "Call mum." And then it said, okay, calling mum. <laughs> That's cool. I said, this ain't going to work, so I turned it back to American. <laughs> well, since we are into April, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, since we are into April, the average high and low, I thought that would be interesting. The average high and low for the first, which is today, is 63 and 40. And on the last day of April, the 30th, we're up to 71 for an average high and 49 for a low. So we are definitely in the upswing of of the temps right now. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it is April. We are well into spring now. I, I, I consider March 1st spring in my book, but yeah. even though it's really not. But well, and, you know, April and May, I almost consider, you know, the last two weekends, uh, weeks of May summer. Almost summer. Yeah, because it's, right. it's hot. You know, and, and, you know, they were teasing... You know, maybe maybe some snow on the backside. I'm I'm like, you know, I I'm they not even going to mention they had it, it in Kansas City for sure. Well, yeah, but they're talking about it may get our you know Springfield might get. That's why I didn't mention it in any post because I was not convinced that snow. Well, no, I mean, I I mean it was I heard, cold. I heard enough. I heard there were a couple flurries spotted right here in Taney County. In Taney County, yes, I I heard oh, a little birdie. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah. Was it a blue birdie or? Uh, I'm, I don't. I don't. I'm not. The, I'm, not the, I'm not the bird watching lady. So I don't <laughs> that's, know. that's true. But no, I actually, I actually did see that. I, it was a comment or something. It's like, yeah, but it, that's all it was. That's because the mid levels, the way that high pressure was moving in, it was it was uh, slanted. So the upper levels were going to cool faster and be right below freezing, but the surface temperatures wasn't. So I 
that's why I didn't really mention anything in, in the thing, in the, the um, posting, because it, it, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. But speaking of 70, did you see that article? Or did you send it to me? Somebody sent it to me. Alaska hit 70, degree, 70 degrees at the earliest ever in the year. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. Alaska. We haven't had that many seventy degree days yet here. Mm. When we've had, we've had a couple or three, but you don't think of you know Alaska. That's where my cousins yeah. live in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, I mean they do get in the seventies. Yeah, but you have to. They just now started getting daylight back. Right. You know they're in the dark for months up there. Oh, in Anchorage, yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what. How, how much darkness they have, like, on, on the, uh, what is it, the winter solstice? I wonder. We need to research well, that. They're pretty darn dark. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean they're not dark all the time. You're gonna, like you're, well, you get, it looks like the, the only daylight you get later on looks like just, it looks like dusk. And then it goes oh, okay. back to dark. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's just barely over yeah, the horizon. Yeah, but now they're headed towards a lot more light, more light, more light. It's going to be, you know. Oh, 70 yeah. 70 degrees and balmy over there. You know, and, and that's the thing. I was, I asked you for a graphic. I was going, I needed to make a post because now, just right at that equinox, the spring equinox, the sun has moved over. So when it sets, it's right in the west. And the driver, I'm having trouble driving right at sunset. And we, that's really dangerous. Sunrise and sunset. This is the bad time of year for that because that sun is right there. I think that's there. a song. Really? Oh, and oh, from Oklahoma? No, 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 not Fiddler. That's it. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I'm the music guy, but it's been years since I've done Fiddler. I like Fiddler. I, I'm not a fan. I mean, I like. I'm a fan it. of everything Rodgers and Hammerstein, like Edelweiss and Sound of Music and stuff. Well, that's that's different. Yeah, but that's considered like really ancient, old stuff now. Because it's coming back. They got Oklahoma on Broadway now. Brand new sound for uh, some of the songs that sounds like a pop Backstreet Boys albums from Oklahoma. It's oh, they've crazy. redone them all. They haven't redone them all, but but they have. Uh, oh, what a beautiful morning! You gotta you gotta hear it. Oh, okay. The kid I've from Newsies. That. The kid from Newsies on Broadway did it. Oh yeah, it sounds amazing. You, yeah, you got. I got. He was play good. I, he was oh good. yeah, I gotta play it for you later. Let's talk about Alaska again. Okay. <laughs> Is it Barrow? 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 Right. It's where Will Rogers was uh, killed in a plane crash, by the way. Yeah. that was That's way up the top, isn't it? Yeah. Barrow's way up Well, just read an article about them today, and they have seen their average temperature rise 11 degrees in the past 50 years. Mm. This is average temperature has risen. 11 degrees in the past 50 years. Now, you would think, hmm, well, what, what, what does it look like on a global scale? Have, ha, has the entire Earth risen as much? No. The, on a global scale, uh, we've risen 2 degrees for an average temperature over the past 100 years. Okay. However, Barrow, Alaska, has risen 11 degrees in the past 50 years. Hmm. Isn't that odd? It's odd. It kind of makes me think, you know, because they're talking about the, the ice caps and everything oh, yeah. sure. are starting to melt, and that's generating, you know, some heat up there. Plus, you've got, you know, the wind patterns. And now, I mean, they're going to be more, 
Yeah, what's the word? Vigorous, I will say, because mm-hmm. you have, if, if everything is, is rising, that's more energy in the atmosphere, then it's going to make the wind patterns and the jet stream just get all nuts. So, ooh, that's, that's kind of scary. All the igloos will melt. Well, and now think about Siberia. Siberia is like the coldest place, and it, it just, I, 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 you know, I really need to check that out. I want to check Siberia. That, w- that would be cool. It is cold. Yeah, but I mean, how much is it rising? Is it going to have that effect as well? I don't know. Good question. Man, I uh, I don't know. There's lots of things about Siberia. I don't think I want to visit there. I'm sure it's a beautiful place, but I just hear <laughs> about how cold it is. Yeah, but the but the people there they're so adapted to it. It's like if you live in in Alaska, you're adapted to that. Yeah, how many people can actually live there though? I mean, mm, it wouldn't be me. I should Google Map that at something at some point. But we're yeah, we're not going to get that cold here, and the no. trees are budding, and everybody is sneezing except you because you're not no. allergic to anything. So I looked, and I think we need to get to the. It's the pollen report. So <laughs> I looked at the pollen report. It's actually not too bad for tomorrow. Uh, low to medium. I'm not sure why that's lower. I mean, it's usually been medium or high. Low to medium, so allergy sufferers eh, probably be a little bit better tomorrow. But going back, uh, starting Wednesday to Friday, we're back into medium high, and still the primary pollens around Branson are elm, juniper, and maple. And I think I heard red cedar is starting to like in Springfield, some someone said there's like red cedar starting up there. And cedar, I'm highly allergic to. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Hmm. You wouldn't know. No. Yeah. But I don't know here. I mean, I look at Taney County pollen and whatever. And basically, you know, those, well, and dogwood. I mean, the beautiful pink and white, you know, dogwood blooms are out all over the place. See, Taney County, we don't have as many cedar trees down here. Mm-hmm. We used to. We used to be full of cedar trees in the 1800s. And they're not anymore? There was a company here in Branson, the National Pencil Company, cut down every cedar everywhere. If you go on a hike in the, uh, what's that? Uh, near Silver Dollar City? Near the lookout there, the pinning. Oh, okay. There's trails in there. Okay. And you pick up a little brochure and it tells you about things. For As far as you can see... All the cedars are just stumps, and they're like that all over the county because they made pencils out of those cedars in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Oh, okay. Man. Now you know. And now you know. I need to have a drop for that. (laughs) But yeah, see, I mean, they're made out of cedar. That's the pencil wood. That, well, it was then. I don't know what it is now. But. See, I I do the click pencils because since I'm a This one I'm having in my hand is made out of plastic wood. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, 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 <laughs> yes, but they're the click part because when yeah. I'm writing notes, you know, musical notes on the page and stuff, I never have to sharpen because all I got, you know, if it gets there, I just click it and wow. I keep going. But on like a normal pencil, cedar pencil with graphite or lead, as right. they did way back then, have to have that pencil sharpener. My wife had three or four pencil sharp. Well, she was a school teacher, mm-hmm. so after we got married, I inherited pencil sharpeners. Boxes of staplers, boxes of paper clips. I had everything, so I donated that to Kirbyville School because I thought they could wow. use it. And paper. <laughs> 
Well, you know what is special about today? It's April Fool's Day. Well, besides that, though, oh. we uh, we do not have a weather school today because we've got a special guest in the audience. A special guest? Yeah, I mean, in the studio. In the audience? Well, we have, we have an audience now. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, no, I can't find my my, my clapping right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we have a special guest, so we want to bring him in, and we'll surprise everybody. So I'm going to play the special guest. Thank you. Stormdar special guest. Yes, I haven't played that in quite a while. So our special guest today is your son, Garen. Garen Taylor. Yes. Good. It's, it's How are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. Past your bedtime, that's for yeah. sure. Keeping you up late tonight doing the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Now, how old are you, Garen? I'm 11. And in what grade? I'm in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Well, I know, I mean, we've mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago or whatever, that we did our winter weather outlook and a few years ago, and you hopped on the couch, and we started talking weather. And I was like, wow. I did. This kid knows weather. I think you had a tornado book or something that. You know, oh, yeah, I, th- I think I remember and that. And he always brings home tornado books or weather books from the library. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I I know you guys have been talking, so I'm going to let you interview Garen and tell everybody. Just wow us with your wisdom. <laughs> okay. So, so right. what, what, okay. What, what, what do they teach you in sixth grade these days? I remember when I went to school, I did math, which I was terrible at. I did Me too. English. Same. And then social studies. I had some science, but we—I don't remember doing much weather. Do they? Do, are they starting to teach weather now more in schools? Uh, yeah, I would say they're starting to teach you know uh, weather and I guess weather-related phenomenons a lot more in school. You know, because uh, like you know in science, most of that you know most of that stuff that they teach you. In science, well, that's, well, you know, related to weather, a lot of it is. Oh, yeah. Well, let me get this straight. They've taken away the cursive, but they added more weather. Now, I'm okay with that, I guess. Yeah. Nowadays, yes, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I had to write all kinds of cursive, and they just don't teach that anymore. But I didn't learn anything about weather back then. No. It it wasn't the biggest subject. I mean, it was just like a little bitty subject of the, like you're saying, the science thing or whatever, but... But now they're teaching a whole bunch of stuff. What, oh, yeah. what do you learn in school these days about weather? I mean, you know, we learned about, you know, we learned about, uh, like, you know, natural hazards, uh, natural disasters, air masses, uh, you know, uh, global warming, stuff like that, ice caps melting, you know, the water cycle. Really, you know, any weather-related thing we've probably talked about. Well, I saw this little diagram, you, 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 and I have it right here. Yeah. yeah and he folks at me. home can't see it, but I'm going to take a look at it. Okay. I mean, you have, you have uh, on this one, you have the different types of fronts. You have a stationary front, yeah. and you have a an occluded front. Yeah. What's a stationary front? Do you remember what a stationary front is? Uh, you know, a stationary front is something that can bring... A little bit of severe weather, and it's you know it's like kind of when you know warm fronts and uh, cold fronts you know mix a little bit in the weather. And they just kind of stay. Yeah, they don't really 
kind of battling each other. Yeah, they go up and down, and it it usually causes it could cause several days of bad weather. You know, that's where we get our flooding. Right, those things just ride along those stationary fronts. Yeah, so those are aren't usually that great of a thing around here. No, unless we're (laughs) those are when you get a lot of rain real quick in just a few days. You know, sometimes we don't need a lot of rain. Sometimes we do need a lot, of, a lot of rain. So, you did you learn anything about tornadoes in school? Uh, I would say okay. I'm gonna be honest here. Not much. <laughs> we have not learned a lot about like you know tornadoes specifically. Like, have you watched Wizard of Oz? Uh no, I mean I I, I mean <laughs> he's too I, young. <laughs> I mean I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. I, can, I was in the Wizard of Oz. The, the oh yeah, play. me and Grant. Oh, yeah, you definitely need to see it at some point because, well, we won't spoil it. I mean, your brother played a flying I've monkey. S- well, I mean, I know, but like, I've seen, you know, I've seen a little bit of the Wizard of Oz. Do you guys not- ever have tornado drills? What happens if you were to get a tornado warning? Well, actually, we had a tornado drill. You know, we had all our end of the year drills just last week. And okay, on Wednesday, we had a tornado drill last week. And... Uh, so what we do, you know, there's a specific destination. It's, it depends on where you are at the school. If you're some, if you're at some sort of, you know, special class like music or gym, you know, they have a place for you to go, like the bathrooms. But let's say you're in class, you know, you go to the class that can be like farthest from all the, like you know, the classes that are in the middle of the building, and you know, they teach you to like bend down, you know, cover your head. Uh, you so know, you go like, in the hallway? Is that where you go? Uh, the, no, or? we we go in the classrooms yeah. that would be the safest to go in in the event of a tornado and okay. something like that. Okay. The prop, my guess is the most interior part of the, the school, yeah. whatever that classroom or whatever is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That's what that's what you do. I remember tornado drills when I was young uh, at Washington School in Miami. Uh, first, second, and third grade would go into the boys' bathroom, and the girls just thought that was the weirdest thing because they'd never oh, seen that. some of that stuff, the urinals Me and too. stuff like that. And What's like, that? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fourth and sixth, we thought the boys thought we were cool because we got to go into the girls' bathroom, and it was completely different and nicer than the boys for some reason. Yep. We couldn't figure yeah, out why, why that was. We had to do that when I was you know, younger. We... They had, to, they had to get us into the, the the girls' bathroom, and, you know, some kids in my class were just not in for it. The girls were like, why do they have to go in our bathroom? It's gross. So tell me about some of your, uh, your school and your teachers. I, I, I understand that we have some Stormdar fans at, in Branson oh, schools. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yes. But please tell us about that. Yes. Well, you know, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, it was Friday, it was hat day, actually, so I went ahead and wore my orange uh, Stormdar hat. Yes! And so, (laughs) immediately, walking into the classroom, I, you know, in the morning, as we're doing some morning work before class, like, really starts, all the teachers are talking out in the hallway, and I guess one of the teachers caught a glimpse of my hat as I was walking into my classroom, so my teacher called me out there, and, and they were, like, looking at my hat. They were like, oh, my gosh, how'd you get that hat? Oh, cool. Like, my dad, he, you know, he helps out with Stormdar weather. He's part of it. And They're then like, you gave them all business cards, right? Because I sent you I the did. bunch. Okay, good. Yeah, I did. They were like, oh, my gosh, you're, <laughs> that's, that's your cool. dad. You know, and then. Yes, here's some, my card. Yeah. <laughs> there were some teachers down the hall. They were like, oh, you're definitely going to want to go see them. And it turns out, as it turns out, 
my teacher last year, my fifth grade teacher, was actually, I hear, is a giant Stormdark fan. And, you know, I was in her class all what last year. What was her year. name? Uh, Mrs. Hamilton. And nice. I, I see Lindsay Hamilton. She likes yeah. and, and posts a lot. I had I never knew, really. She was huh? uh, the uh, Hometown Daily News KRZK Teacher of the Month last month. Oh, she nice. Was. Yeah, good so, for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's your fifth grade oh, teacher. Yeah, but then okay. she's a sixth grade teacher this year, though, yeah. right? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. The, you know, she's frustrating. You know, as I was walking down the hall to give those other teachers uh, Stormdar cards, you know, she one of the teachers down there talking. She looked at my hat. And she was her face just lit up. She like <laughs> came speed walking towards me. Like, where did you get that hat? Handed her a business card. Like, uh, yeah, my dad's with Stormdar. And she was like, well, yes. who's your dad? I was like, Corey. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, your dad is Corey? He's, yeah. shut up, he's a celebrity. Isn't he one of the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and she had to say something about Rando, too. That's me. Yeah. I'm Rando, yeah. Well, those teachers, you know, they can be our fans, but at some point they have to be pretty fed up with us because, you know, they they – are, are, are huge followers of us during the winter and during, oh, yeah. during the snow, potential yeah. snow events that just haven't been happening lately. We Well, we, we've got to try and get as, as best we can any road conditions out there. And I bet oh, yeah. you anything, those teachers are part of the road conditions. Oh, I know they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... There are several of them. Yeah. Once, you know, uh, this is like a month before this, before I even wore my Stormdar hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I went into class, and then, you know, I, I one teacher mentioned Stormdar. I was like, yeah, I just listened, I just, you know, listened to Stormdar and their posts on Facebook for everything. And they all started talking about it. I was like, uh, should I tell them? Should I not? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we just found our marketing managers, Corey. There you go. Yeah. Totally. You do that for us? Uh, yeah, dude. He's got the elementary school. Nice. And, well, he'll be mm-hmm. junior high next year, so. I will. Ooh. Now, do you change schools? Uh, Yeah, for junior. Okay, so, like, pretty much there's, like, two separate, the you know, campuses of school. There's Buchanan and there's Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge is more the older campus. Like, okay. you know, Buchanan Intermediate, they have Buchanan Elementary, like, uh, kindergarten through third grade. And then they have Buchanan Intermediate, fourth through sixth. So, and then they have the Cedar Ridge campus. They have one, they have Cedar Ridge Primary, which is, you know, for kindergartners, and I'm pretty sure it's for preschoolers, too. Okay, they're really young kids. And then yeah. they have uh, Cedar Ridge Elementary, which is, uh, like, you know, second through third grade. And then they have my school, which is the fourth through sixth. And then okay. for junior high, you... All, all those campuses, they send all their kids into seventh grade. So, like, we're going to, we're going to, next year in seventh grade, we're going to join the kids from the Buchanan campus at seventh grade. So, really, we go to the, uh, we go to the junior high in seventh grade through eighth grade, and, you know, you know, you kind of mix schools, so. Yeah. Make new friends that way. Of course, you went to that school before, didn't you? Yeah, we, you know, we moved to the other side of the town, yeah, so I had see, to move to Cedar Ridge. Oh, yeah. Bird Road is the cutoff. It's the, it determines on what school you go to. Oh, okay. Either yeah. you're gonna go to Buchanan or Cedar Ridge, depending on what side of the road you live on. See, what I think is interesting is because when I went to grade school and junior high, it was kindergarten through sixth. Then junior high was seventh and eighth. 
and then high school was ninth through 12th. Then it changed, and they decided that sixth grade through eighth grade was junior high, and then some schools didn't adapt, and some schools did, and I never knew at that point what is junior high. So 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 you're four to six, but then seventh grade is your junior high, Yeah, correct? seventh through eighth. Yeah, see, that's back when I went to school. Many, many, many super moons ago. A lot of towns have middle schools, which is six through eight. Yeah. Right. Branson's old school, so it's seventh and eighth. I like that better. Yeah. Because that's a transition period. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and it's a big step up. So then you would go to Branson Junior High. Correct? Yeah, and then, you know, uh, you know, so on, you know, then high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, high school. Oh. Well, you got two brothers that have been there, so they can coach yep. you. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They leave high school and say, okay, you're on your own, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to be with the, after after my brother graduates next year, you know, I'm going to be in school with the two younger ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, I, yeah. I have too many kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're spread apart, so you got them, like, going steadily Yeah, up there. they are. So, okay, so you're teachers, all right? So you mm-hmm. give them business cards and stuff, and they follow yep. us on Stormdark. Yeah, you know the one thing, I, I, Corey, you and I have talked about this before. Is like school closings. I mean, we don't do actual school closings. Uh, it's it's too difficult right now. Well, it's different yeah. now than it okay. used to be. People don't rely on the media anymore because as soon as the school's canceled, it goes straight to your phone as a text message. So everybody gets that. At yeah. home so you're gonna get that so or you an don't email need right yeah you don't need the websites they, they, they give you a text they give you an email at the exact same time and then two seconds later your phone rings at 4 30 in the morning saying it's a snow day so they 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 send three different messages three different ways to you mm-hmm. so nobody really watches the the tv and watches a little scroll anymore oh i know because they have that and it's like you know, and people ask us, you know, is this school open? It's like, we don't know. But you're right. Everything is so technologically advanced, right, right these days. Um, of course, you have Facebook, and they post everything on Facebook. Everything's on Facebook. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there's plenty of ways to get your school closings. Okay, Garen, i got to ask you a question. And this is, yep. as long as I've been in weather, you know, since I was 13. I am way older mm-hmm. than 13 now. Oh, I'm older yeah. than your dad. Okay. An occluded front I is always been kind of a weird concept to me. I mean, can can you explain an occluded front? I don't, I don't know what that is. Because, like, it's, it's kind of confusing to explain because it's like... Good, I'm not alone. It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was really confused on it. I had to have, you know, my science teacher explain it to me a second time. This it's, is some awesome artwork, though. Uh, it's great artwork. Really, we, I am, we need to... Post that on the yeah. site, yeah. No, I, I, I was in a rush that time, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's more of when, like, you know, let's say you have some cold air and some warm air, and they, you know, they travel towards each other, and, you know, when they hit each other, they go down into each other, and it can bring some, you know, cold days and, like, maybe a little bit of severe weather. What, like they mix into each other, or? I wouldn't call it, you know, mixing. It's kind of like. I wouldn't call it like mo- more like a stationary front. It's more of like, it's okay. So the warm air is traveling at the cold air, and they're both traveling towards each other. And so, they just hit you know, each other, and then and then they go down in towards each other. So. Oh, and they're, they're and kind of like, kind of battling. You know. And and uh, an included front can move. I know that. Yeah. Because that's probably what it is. If if the 
if the dynamics of the colder mm-hmm. air are hitting it, it'll probably move, you know, a little bit, you know, and then warm front would, if the dynamics are there, it would probably move, move more north or wherever that warm front. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And a stationary front is just, it just doesn't move. No. It just sits there. No, it just it sits move. there. For days. For days. Sometimes for days. That's what happened in that March, what is it, 2013? What is that huge flood we had? Yeah. There, was, uh, there was a couple March big rains that that happened in. Yeah. And, and we, you know, that stationary front just set up and did not move. And then you had impulses just riding no. and riding and riding. Did, did you all, when that happened, did you all go to the, see the Table Rock? Uh, damn! When the, when the gates were opened, I took all the gates were open. The gates were open. Uh, I took the I other kids. I think we did. Yeah, you were you, really you young then. I'm sure. I, yeah, <laughs> I was. Well, I the was... first year they were all open it was the year he, he was born. So yeah, I'm sure you didn't I, didn't see that. No, probably <laughs> so not. 2013. How old were you then? Six, five or six? 2013. I want to say it wasn't July. I'm pretty yet, sure I was so, okay. So yeah, uh, then but I you was were really five. young. Really young when that happened. Actually, wait. I might have been six, five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Six years ago, and then you're 11. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Oh, wow. So, what's your favorite part about weather? Tell me, you know, what, what do you just live to see and do in, about weather? I don't know. Weather is like, it's kind of like a crazy thing to explain. Like, you know, the patterns are really cool to look at, you know, and like, especially, you know, when the storms happen, it's, you know, kind of fun to study, you know, what they're kind of doing and, you know, actually watch them. I like watching. And you know the lighting. mechanics of how yeah. it works. Yeah. I like, I like, I like learning how, like, you know, I'll go online and, like, I'll use some personal time in class and I'll, like, research, like, you know, how a tornado forms or, like, yes. how yes. some sort of weather phenomenon is formed. So I just, I just really like, you know, studying it and, you know, figuring out how it works and stuff like that. Just fascinates you. That, that, see, that was for me. It just, I mean, my first real experience uh, was, now this is different. I was at my grade school and we were, we were getting ready to leave and get back on the buses. And they said, we can't get on the buses because there's a storm coming. And we went back inside. Back then they had to cloud the cyclone, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite that happened far. happened a few back. years back, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, yeah. But I was born in 63. <laughs> I just told my age. No, anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> but they banned, I mean, they, they got the tornado thing back in like 52 or something. Yeah. But but I remember looking outside, and all of a sudden, the hail was so intense, and the wind, I could not see the buses. You know, the buses are just right out in the loop in front. And I thought, this is cool. This is really, really cool. Exactly. <laughs> and I did, yeah, yeah. See, you're like that too. And then the, the the big snow event in Springfield, where it was just like 18 to 20 inches, and you go out mm-hmm. and make snow forts and stuff like that. I don't yeah. remember anything like that. We had a few good snow days in, in Oklahoma where we were out a week, which is you know, a week. It, wow. Yeah. I, mean, I remember one. We yeah. we built a snow fort in the backyard. I was probably Garen's age, a little younger. Hmm. And that thing stayed up for a whole week, and we were out of school all week. And I was always the first to know I was out of school because my grandma was a school cook, and they would call her first before we gotcha. got to watch it on the news that night. Right. So we already knew. So, but to have that many snow days in a row over there is a little more unusual than over here because it's completely flat, and there there's no hills like yeah. there are over here. Right. 
you know, Branson schools, they, they have a huge area. They go all the way to Rockaway beach and up to Saddlebrook and all they have. to. Oh yeah. They have all these back roads that we don't see mm-hmm. and people don't understand. Well, Branson roads are just fine. Right. But those side roads that you do not see mm-hmm. and you do not drive on ever are not okay. Right. And you know? that's where the buses have to go to get yes. the kids. And it's just too dangerous. And yeah. that's that the point. test. Those buses go out on those roads. And if they have any trouble whatsoever, no school. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. ice. Ice or snow. Yeah. yeah. I say if it's like to be a snow day in Branson, we don't really get snow. It's more of ice. Cause like, not now. We haven't. Well, well, yeah. The past, yeah. Past last few, few years, years. That's what it's been. We haven't got any in, in, in much snow. Most of Garen's life, that's the way it's been. Right, yeah. yeah. Poor kids. Only they been, haven't really gotten to play in the snow. Only been a couple times where it's like snowed enough for us to like go sledding or make a snowman or something like that. You know, that's really sad. It is sad. Because when I was young, I mean, my, my parents would attach the sled to the back of the car and we would go around the block yeah, and oh, just yeah. slid and make snowman. The kids nowadays, they just and, don't and, do that. And even the ones they do remember making snowmen and, and sledding. Those snows weren't anything like our snows were. I mean, they're mm. they're, they're making mm-hmm. do with four inches of snow or three or four inches of snow, doing the best they can to make a snowman or whatever. They're not getting the fifteen inches like we do. Oh yeah, we got so the we can deep, make, yeah, the deep right. where your dogs get buried. They go out and then they disappear, yeah. and then you have to look for them until they thaw out. <laughs> okay, here's the question I want to know: Do you want to be a storm chaser? Actually, you know, I've considered that. Like his mom would kill him first. <laughs> well, we just won't tell you. I mean, I've yeah. considered that for a long time because, like, you know, I've always like on Storm Drive podcasts, I've listened, and you know, it'd be my dad telling you. Do you ever watch the movie Twister? I did, I did, and I so, can't watch that. Again. You know, he he's telling about oh, I I love it. <laughs> all these stories about him storm chasing, like, wow, that would be really cool and really interesting to you know. You know, like, I guess, like, study the pattern of the storm and, like, you know, go storm chasing once. Yep. That would be really cool. It's all, it's, it's pretty boring at first because you're just sitting there waiting. To that, that's thumb. the mm-hmm. thing. You could wait for hours and nothing, but all of a sudden, bam, they start dropping. It's, it's kind of like, like going, okay. kinda, kinda like going fishing and they're not biting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden they're biting. Mm-hmm. So, and exactly. you don't know how long they're going to be biting, but it's probably not going to be very long, so. Yeah, but at least there's a science to the storm. And thing. it always bites about five minutes before it gets dark, and then you can't see anything. So. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> eaten up by mosquitoes, and then it's time yeah. to go home. And then it's like. <laughs> well, I think you're going to be a fantastic weather guy. And I don't know if you if that's a career path for you, if that's something you want to do, or if you're just like us, you're just avid weather enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fantastic that you like weather. And I'm, you know, and sometime. You should come back and you should co-host with us because mm. you're very intelligent. I like that. <laughs> well, let's. We're going to bring you back in a second. Let's. We need to get to the next segment, which is this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got over there? Fifty-nine years ago today. Oh, and this is not an April Fool's joke. Okay, NASA launched the television infrared observation satellite. Or Tiros, T-I-R-O-S. Tiros. Tiros Interesting. Okay. The first, the world's very first successful weather satellite. It weighed approximately 270 pounds, and it carried two TV cameras and two video recorders. The satellite 
provided weather forecasters with their first ever view of cloud formations as they developed around the globe. And then it shows a picture of them uh, on my phone here. And, Is it eight track? Uh, it's like you're watching the honeymooners. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's black and <laughs> white, <laughs> and they compare it to what you have now, which is a full, full globe of of uh, goes oh 16, high res, high res, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but but in 1960, it's better than nothing, you know, right? Black and white, but you can see cloud formations. But I don't know that you can actually see where those clouds are. I, I can't tell. <laughs> It's up See, there. I can point. I can point out Missouri on on the new one, but on the old one, you, you uh, only see a piece of the Earth. You can't see the whole thing. And this was a weather satellite. This was a weather. What is the, wrong the with only, my voice? The only, the very first successful weather satellite. Tiros. Uh, television infrared observation satellite. Tiros one. Tiros wow. one is what it was called. And now we have GOES. Mm-hmm. Do you know what GOES stands for? I do not. Oh, I decided. <laughs> I, I, I used to know, but geostationary environmental observational satellite. Mm. No, 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 no. I like big words. Observational environmental. Oh, ge- geostationary <laughs> ob. What? G O E S. Yeah. Yeah. G-E-O. Oh, goes. I got it backwards. Okay. Yeah. Geostationary observational environmental satellite. Right. Do you know how high these satellites go? How high they are in the orbit? A trillion know. miles. Maybe like. I don't know. I want to say like past like all the layers of the atmosphere. Yeah. I used to know this. Can I guess? Sure. I'm guessing 250 miles. No, it's a lot more than that. It, oh, it, wow. Okay. Well, some something or, orbits about 250 miles. Okay, what is it? 23,000 miles. Okay, I am way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's where most of your satellites are. Uh, yeah. Especially the ones that are orbit, and it's where your uh, dish satellites are. Ah, like we're watching a, a live baseball game, which the Royals did not get rained out, by the way. They almost, it was a two-hour rain delay. Oh, that's delay. right. Two-hour rain delay, but they got it in. They, they got won. it. Okay, good. Uh, say you're watching a live baseball game. That baseball game goes from the satellite truck there at the stadium uh-huh. up to the satellite and down to your satellite dish. It takes three seconds to go up to the satellite and three seconds to come back seconds. down. So you got seconds. a six-second delay on these live games. When you're watching on satellite, and they're all going to go through satellite because that's just how it works, and then it gets distributed among streaming and cable and everything else. So there's always going to be at least a six to ten second delay on any yeah. live feed. But you're, you're going watching. at the speed of light, though. I mean, oh, it, yeah. you're just like bam. I, I I just think it's in, insane. I remember way before you were born, and probably before you were born or just born. <laughs> I remember my best friend from high school moved to Germany. Uh, he joined the Air Force. So he moved over there. And I remember picking up my phone and calling him. It was quite expensive. And, but there was a, such a delay because the technology, you know, I would say something and you have to wait because it'd have to go up there and go there and go down to Germany. And then he'd hear it. You know, you, you see that sometimes on TV, like on news or the weather stuff, you know, that you'll have that little delay there, but nothing like it was way a long time ago with, with a little rotary phone. Yeah, Garen's smiling. He, you know what a rotary phone is, don't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so old. Yeah, and then making that, that transmission way a long time ago. But at least we got to talk a little bit. But now it's, I mean, the internet... 
And the, the satellites and the way they've got technology is just amazing at this point. For sure it is. And what's it going to be in the next 20 years? You just know, you know, you never know. I'm kind of afraid. I, you know, I bet it won't be in cursive. I'll tell you that. No, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I think it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, Stormdar weather, weather word of the week is being tossed to our special guest, Garen. So what is our special weather word of the week? Our weather word of the week is Tailwind Charlie. It is the thunderstorm at the southernmost end of a squall line or the other line or band of thunderstorms. Tailwind Charlie. Congratulations. Awesome. You, you get the applause. You get the applause. So that's okay. good. Yes. When yes. I, when I worked in Tulsa TV, we would call the tornadoes that formed at the end of those lines, or if it had a little hook echo, we would call that hook a tailwind Charlie. You'd call that a tailwind, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I, I, I got this. I, I thought this was really cool and be, be fun for for Garen to say. Yeah, it's just basically when you have a squall line or something. And usually, not 100%, but usually one of the most intense part is, parts of the storm are in that southernmost area. Uh, don't ask me why. Uh, not necessarily near the low-pressure system, but that's kind of where they, they want to go. So tornadoes often form out of that. Um, but uh, a tail end, Charlie, I'm going to start using that in our posts and stuff. Tail end, Charlie. Okay. Uh, yeah, just not knock over your drink there. Okay. Word. <laughs> you know, this is six, the 60, 61st word. I'm kind of running out of words, but you know what? Our friend Mike Griffin, who I'm hoping, our meteorologist friend, he comes in on the podcast. I'm going to ask him if he wants to be on one of the podcasts this month. I... I was thinking today that we would never hear from him again because he posted a winning lottery ticket on Facebook. Oh, that? yes, I did. He won $5 million on April Fool's. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, good for him. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I wonder it what looked, I'd do. It looked, I re- it looked legit to me. I was going to call him up and say, hey, congratulations. And, yeah. yeah I take mean, me he with prob- you. He could, he, could, <laughs> he could probably fund some weather models now. and you know. Oh, yeah. Well, then he can take you and me and Garen and we can go you know, on a weather excursion. Now we have to go on, on a fun. tornado chasing, one of those yeah. tours for sure. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Wow, that would be great. Yeah, you would love it. You'd have your phone there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never really been storm chasing before, so. But you want to go. I do. It seems really fun. Okay. So, so here's the thing. You're sitting in a car and a tornado happens and you see it and it's not moving. What's that mean? <laughs> it's actually moving. I mean, but you can't tell it's moving right. it's in, in it any means direction. It's coming toward you. Yeah. Right. You can't see it moving. So you need to get out. I don't know. The I've way. seen it move really, really slow where they're not yeah. moving. Yeah. And just over the same area forever and ever and ever. But you can pretty, you, you can tell if you're a seasoned storm chaser if it's coming right towards you. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. know what to do if you, you see to. that. You have to know that. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to just turn around and just. Try to outrun. Well, I mean, nowadays you have your your radar and your location, and in on your radar you should have an icon of of you where you're at mm-hmm. moving. Uh, your GPS should yeah, be GP, yeah. with the radar nowadays, so you can kind of see which direction you're coming in to the to the storm, which direction the storm's moving in. So hopefully that'll save some lives. Although there are more storm chaser accidents now than there were back in the '90s. 
But that's due to the fact that there are just way too many of them. And last time I went storm chasing in 2016 in Oklahoma, it looked like I was sitting uh, at 6 o'clock on the Branson Strip during the midsummer because it was just wow back Mm -hmm. to back to back storm chaser cars people pulled over for miles and honestly i'm surprised there hasn't been more wrecks than there have than there already has been there will be more yeah it's good it's getting infested i mean we're not saying don't go storm chase but be reasonable about it and be safe about it. We do not want any storm chasers risking. People get excited. That's true. But sometimes when the excitement takes over, the logic goes away. Correct. That's, we can't have that. I mean, and I think, is it, uh, where is it? Is it uh, Severe Studios or I don't think Radar Scope or does Radar Scope have, where they can tell where, where chasers are? Yeah, you can turn uh, that on. You oh, okay. Mm. On. Or one of the tiers or whatever. Man, I see. I'm one of these people. I want to see a tornado. Yes. Yeah. But I like sitting and watching it and like getting the information out. I'm more like the National Weather Service. So I want to sit there, you know, and warning comes out. Bam, bam, bam. I want to get it. And see, that's where you two come in because then you can do Stormdar Live. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I tried my hardest to get radar in my car. <clears throat> in the early 2000s and it was not the easiest to do oh right yeah really but i i wanted to be one of those guys out there that that was state-of-the-art i had three different scanners weather radios (laughs) and then i had my little nokia phone hooked via um, like phone line into my computer somehow right yeah so it was dial up Yet I was getting live radar, and no, live radar back then wasn't as quick as live radar is now. No, in in both aspects, it did their update plus your dial up. Oh well, yes, down. yeah. But it, even in TV land, when where I worked in TV, the the uh, fastest update you could get out of Springfield, it varied between six and sixteen minutes, oh. depending on the mode they were in. Yeah, and and that's. A lifetime in a severe thunderstorm. With well, a severe it, thunderstorm it, it could be life-threatening, too. Yeah. Right. 10, 15 Things minutes. Things are better now. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you get at, what, two minutes, I think, is when they have it on fast mode or mm-hmm. something. It's like two minutes. Like, bam, bam, bam. But then, I, you know, when the tornado hits the cell phone towers or the electricity. That's the problem. I have no more radar and no more Nokia cell phone. So mm-hmm. I could still play Snake though on my phone. Oh, Snake on a Nokia phone. I played Snake today. Oh boy! I played Snake today oh, as wow. it was an April Fool's joke by Google on Google Maps. They they brought back the the game Snake, and no it was the really? coolest thing ever. We need to go because oh I want to play Snake. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How about that? I mean, well, I know what I'm going to do after the podcast. It's good times. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Garen, I got to tell you, I'm so thrilled that you were able to join us today. Is there anything you want us extra you want to say about weather or give a shout out to your teachers <laughs> or anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. You're just you're just happy to be on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I've been <laughs> hang I've, out hang out with the nerds. He's happy he got out of the house away from his brothers and yeah, sisters I've for been, the night. I've been excited about this for a little while. Awesome. Well, we got to have him back. Yeah. 
you got to come back with us sometime. Corey, you got anything else? Uh, hopefully we're going to get some severe weather this April. We'll see. Yeah, I got to keep watching those those models. I mean, especially if that temperature keeps going. I mean, 75 on on Friday, um, is it? And then look, Saturday looks pretty good. Wednesday looks good in the 70s. Yeah. So Thursday, 60s. Yeah, but, but that's because rain's moving in. Right. But. It's still nice. 60s are nice still. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the funny thing is the other day I, I walked out of the house. I, was I was going to work or something? And I put, you know, I wear a sweater, my black sweater, and I put my my coat on, and I walked out, and about halfway to work, it's like, why am I wearing my coat? It's like sixty five degrees. It's just habit. So now I got to break the habit. If start, you know, well, you always wear that your jacket over there. I do, Hmm. but it's not heavy. It's it's heavy. It feels (laughs) it keeps the cold out. Yeah, but it's also vented for when it's Ooh. warmer outside. Ooh, so, so that's the wind. It's in. really the the all around jacket, you know, for oh. for all seasons. Let's see now. Can it's any, a windbreaker. Can anybody get that? You there? know, I'm glad you asked. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, go to stormdarweather.com and click on the Stormdar store. Oh, cool! And you will see this exact jacket for sale. Now we also offer one for the ladies. That's mm. more of a ladies' dainty cut, I guess you would call it. But uh, these are great because they have this little pocket here. You can take them camping or whatever. They have this little pocket, and it folds. Nobody can see you. Well, I'm showing you. Oh, okay. well, I listen see to this. you. <laughs> listen to this pocket. Oh, boy. Wait. Did you hear the zipper? It's a zipper, yes. Well, yeah. The entire coat folds down into this pocket, and it's a pouch. And you can put it in your backpack or whatever. Now, that I didn't oh, know. You there. didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah. That I little, it's knew. like about four or five inch. I thought you knew I, that. No. It's a... Packable jacket, packable windbreaker is what they call it. Oh, from Eddie so, Bauer. Yeah, hmm. you know I like that. I may have to get one. Yeah, they're they're very nice. Now my zipper's yeah. stuck, but I you just know. wear shorts. You know, I've been. You're one of those kids that wears shorts all year round. I, I, mean, I don't let them wear shorts all year. I mean, no, not <laughs> he all did year. Today. But like he did today, but well, that's I've okay. been kind of forcing it on. You know, the last couple of weeks, like you know, I haven't really noticed that it's been cold because, like you know. I'm wanting it to be warm weather, so I haven't really noticed. But Kids won't wear coats anymore, even if it's two degrees below zero. You know, I mean, that's right. Yeah. They'll wear shorts to school. I was like, what? My mm-hmm. mom and dad would never have let me do that. But and aren't you cold? No, because, like, usually I'm outside moving around, but, like, I'm just ready for it to get warmer. So, you know, it's actually that right temperature where I don't have to wear a hoodie and, you know, just shorts. You know, if they are moving around, like, especially at recess, they get all hot. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 degrees is probably cool for you. My kind of grandson, Logan, never wears a coat, ever. Could be two degrees outside. He won't wear a coat. I'm like, you are nuts. I mean. Yeah. Unless the wind is blowing. Because you don't want that wind chill. Oh, That yeah. would kind of suck. You know? I, I don't that really wear That wind will cut coats. you in, too, if you're not dressed Especially at zero. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. So... Got anything else? I don't. Okay, well, let's do this. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our brand new website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.